brought us all here today to talk about Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Miggy, where's Joe? Well, um, Joe, he, he you know, he, he can't, he's kind of dead. <laughs> I mean, he might as well be. That fucker didn't finish the game. <laughs> and anyway, the game's been out for months. That's all I'm saying. It's been a long time since Metal Gear came out. Came out September first. We're finally talking about it this year in 2016. So to start off with Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, we're going to be talking about gameplay. So, how did you guys feel about the gameplay in Metal Gear? Best fucking game I've ever played all year. I think it's the best um, gameplay that I've played for for a Metal Gear game. Yeah, it's yeah. Like improved a lot. It feels more like a first, first, uh, third person shooter. <clears throat> so I really, I really like that. It's, it's the controllers are so easy to compared to any other uh, Metal Gear game that I've ever played. It was it was really smooth. Yeah. From like all the animation, from where it handled the I mean everything it did. I mean, you, Metal Gear has always been a series since the original one on MSX going to now to the PS4 that's always improved in gameplay. Yeah, just like you said the animation like when you're when you're walking and then you hit the crouch button but you hold the crouch button and you just Go straight down to a crawl. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. like it. Just looks so cool. Dude. It's smooth. It's not yeah. choppy yeah, animation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No Metal Gear Solid Five. No, it was. It's gameplay wise, everything you had to do was. It's the first fully open world Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, definitely. So that was something they did, and and it wasn't for me. I never got bored. A lot of people did. I really enjoyed how, how it was. You know the pacing of the gameplay. And just like how fluid everything was, and just um, everything you can develop, all the gear. Um, it was very much Peace Walker too. Yeah, 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 but heavily improved. Oh yeah, over, over the other Thank one. God. Peace Walker too. Peace Walker too. Yeah, because Peace Walker, like you develop a bunch of stuff all the time too, and it had the same idea, but this was more fleshed out because it was like a console title. But the game was overall. Like the best Metal Gear game I had played, because I thought I it peaked at, at Metal Gear Four, because I didn't care for Peace Walker because it was on the PSP. Like the controls, it was it was great for what it was, mm-hmm. but until it came out on on um, PS3 with the HD and, and Xbox 360, I didn't like the controls of it. Um, until then, because it didn't have that dual stick. But then Metal Gear Solid Five comes out and just trumps everything. Everything's so easy to pick up. It it's simplified yet one of the most complex Metal Gears I've ever played. Yeah. The all the, as you guys said, the animations, but it's mainly like the depth of the just the the shooting mechanics and how there's bullet drop now, and how, when you know like the way the stealth is, it's very organic. When you hide behind something, if your hands out of it, it's like they kind of like peek at you, but they don't look at you because they're like, oh, it might be something. And then the further you're out of like a, a a rock or something, the more the the enemy like pays attention. And even though it's still got the silliness, like the the box disappearing and. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something still, still kind of like this, but yeah, it's still one of the most like in-depth games I've ever played, especially for Metal Gear. Like the the controls are simple, but but they're it um easy to pick up, hard to master. Yeah, and even yeah. mastering it is actually not that hard. You once you play it enough, you you just learn the rules and you get really good at it. You got good yeah. at that game. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, being the first like open world Metal Gear, um. Everything that it, it utilized and everything it did from, like, you know, the changes in the day. You could, you could pretty much play any mission any way you wanted to. During the daytime, during the nighttime, you'd be in more cover. But there'd be, you know, a little bit 
they had more people during the night. But during the day, there wouldn't be as many people, but it would be easier for them to see you. So that really changed up a lot of the gameplay. How you're going to, you know, go into a mission. You got to choose when you were dropped off. Yeah. Or or during what time. Yeah. Depending on... I, I forget. Like, main story missions, would some of them Some of them would be most set the time automatically. Time? Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, if you did the... Um, I think it was the mission Pitch Black. I think that's the one with the... Um, it's the oil field. Uh-huh. It would start at night, I think, all the time. And you could have it go to the day. You could play that mission in the day if you pass enough time, but it would start at night. Um, just that was the way the mission started. No matter when uh, you dropped in, it would just fast forward or back up time or whatever. Um, and as an open world game, open world games are only as successful as they, as the developer makes them, like, obviously. But, like, what's important for an open world game is that you create a world that is... It's open and sandboxy enough for the player, but you deve- you define straight rules by how the game will work, you mm-hmm. know? And But you do it in such a way where you're not telling the player, yeah, any tree that you run into with your cart, it's not going to fall. You can't tell them, like, straight up, but you have to you have to teach the player in such a way quickly during the beginning of the game how the, how the game world works, and then once they learn it, then, you know, subconsciously, you know, okay, these are the rules this world plays by. And that's what Ground Zeroes did for Phantom Pain, you learned how the world worked. You learned how the stealth worked, you know, pretty much, and how the shooting worked. You jump into Phantom Pain. You already know how this world operates and how the, how the aiming is and the general rules that it plays by. You know how how much you can get away with, and then you can run on with that. You know, so you know what this, what the world says is good and what's bad, and you can go and and run with it. And that's what makes like a good open world game. And Metal Gear did that in Spades. It it taught you, you know, this is how you're gonna get caught. But this is what you can do to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, that's what made it even more fun. Because some games will be super sandboxy, but it's awkward because, it, it like, the rules contradict themselves. And one comes to mind is, like, Grand Theft Auto V. You, you can run into most street lamps, and they'll fall over. But then, oddly enough, there's some of them that just stay up. And it's like, whoa, I don't, I don't get it. And it's, yeah. not, it's not, it doesn't make you mad, but it's more of a nuisance. Metal Gear doesn't have as many of those because it kind of stays by its own rules really well. You mm-hmm. know, the buildings are not destructible. The trees are not destructible. There's not, oh, this random little bush can, can fall over or whatever. Nope. It's like none of them, none of them, all of them stay up unless yeah. they're little shrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it keeps by its own rules really well. And I think that does a lot for the player and, and it's really consistent and it makes for a good gameplay experience. Yeah. Um, everything from creating your own base, the, the things you could do. Um, the sandstorms. Upgrading the sandstorms. Yeah. Anytime you would use anything during being in that open world to your advantage have it be when you know Mickey was saying sandstorms when it would get dark um, even when it would rain certain things certain obstacles uh, objectives could help you out depending on how everything changed weather wise or or the environment um, with with that though um, building your base building mother base gathering your troops Having to grow your intel, medical bay, all that stuff. Um, I wish there was more to do in your actual mother base than there was in the actual game. That was pretty empty. Yeah, you I, co- I wanted more, you a could, little bit more. You could collect anime uh, pause posters. We're like two, right? 
Yeah, I think there was a there was two different ones. Yeah, you could collect, and they always mm -hmm. spawn in the same spot. Wish they did more. Target practice. You can do target practice. You could do target practice. <laughs> I beat your high score yesterday. Yeah, well, wasn't that today? Oh yeah, it was today. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I didn't I didn't realize until now is that the target practice was training to learn the layout of the of mother base because your FOB layout's exactly the same. So it, yeah. like if you did really good in target practice, it was teaching you how to play FOBs well. Like you could learn like the little back back alley, so to speak, ways to get through the base, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Now now that I think about it, but yeah, I wish there was more to do. I wish you could interact more, maybe have more open spaces, because it was less for me like, oh, I want activities to do or side stuff to do in Mother Base. It was more, I wish I could go into the buildings rather than just, oh, I see my men, they're outside, but I would I would like just, um, like have like a big shell thing like on like in metal gear 2 right mm. where it's just like oh i can see the cafeteria but actually see it operational and see people eating or whatever and then them stop what they're doing and just be like hey boss how you doing make mm. it be more alive because they did yeah. have those moments where you would walk around and look hey boss or thanks for uh saving those animals boss yeah thanks for uh, recruiting me boss just stuff like that it's like, oh, yeah and it was it, it was neat for a second and then mm. I, they just kept repeating it was like i'd like to see these people actually doing stuff like or cleaning, or just little other things that they could have added, I think, they would have just made it less mundane to go back. They um, would have random people have conversations about things, like... That was cool. Agreeing with what you've done, or, or, or not agreeing with what you've done. I like when they talk shit about Quiet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they a, talk a lot of shit about or it. As you progress, or a D-Dog, yeah. Like, there's that's a wolf. Yeah, uh, there's a conversation that's funny that uh, two of the mother-based soldiers have where they talk about D-Dog, and uh, essentially it goes... Man, you know that that uh that dog that they brought back? Yeah. He's like, isn't he kinda big to be a dog? And then one of the, the, the other mother base soldier goes, Hey, don't talk about D dog like that. Right? You don't want the boss hearing you. And on top of it, I like him. He's one of us. And he's like, <laughs> But he's more of a wolf. No. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's <laughs> one of us. And I'm like, Oh, that's funny, like they really like D Dog and then yeah, the more yeah. the longer you play with them, like the closer you get him to hundred percent affinity, the more they talk like affectionately about D Dog. Mm-hmm kind of like quiet too but that's in the reverse the more affinity you get with quiet um the more of those um spray paintings that you'll find around base where it, it like where it has like the quiet signs the little anime quiet mm -hmm. they'll spray paint on it and like talk shit and the more little messages come up on that board yeah, uh, yeah. the more affinity you have the less affinity you have the more they're just like and eh, whatever because like you're not close to her so they don't really give a shit one of the gameplay things um too that they did really well was actually your companions you had d-dog you had a uh, d-horse or quiet and um, you walking. had uh, the little D Walker too, like the gear. Yeah, I never too. really, I never yeah. really used them. How? I mean, how did you use them? I never really used them. I, I, I thought, I thought you get like a lower score if you used them because I, I used you know. him during the uh, uh, Code Talker mission, only because that mission sucked. <laughs> so like, I just picked when you up had to go into the base or not that no, no, uh, it's, house. It's, the mansion, it's yeah. when you're the leaving. Mansion, yeah. Oh, okay. And you had to fight the puppets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just went with D Walker and just ran through it. Oh, because you could you could carry um, Code Talker, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like you would carry Huey on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I never. I didn't even think of that. See, that's yeah, that's that's one of those things where it's just like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. That's really you could cool. Pretty much do any mission any way you wanted to. You could be guns blazing, stealth, trying to like. There's a time you were telling me about though. You were trying to capture everyone. Yeah. Like, you were capturing every person. That's cool. <laughs> every mission you did, you captured everyone. I tried to yeah. It was too much, but yeah, then I ended up just um, <clears throat> capturing the people that were good. Because at first you, get, you can't get all the D, the D yeah, level D, people, yeah, you know, all the shitty ones. Yeah. 
once once you get the what is it the the goggles that tell you what the ratings are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the, I just like I'm just going for the the, the best guys. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> Bethel doesn't like the basic bitches. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it came to your companions, like who did you like using more? Quiet. You're a quiet guy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mickey's in the quiet, but he doesn't like the actual girl, Stephanie Houston. <laughs> I, I have one to pick with her. What is it? What is it? She's mean. She's mean. How's she mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She seems really nice. I would like yeah. to speak with her and just be like, I, you know, I liked your your performance as quiet. I mean, you had uh, six speaking lines in the whole just, game. Just, but, you know, just, I loved your performance. Just be honest. You're gonna be like, I like your boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like the digital body that they just replaced with yours. <laughs> <laughs> I always used uh, D Dog because I like yeah. finding like D Dog the cool. the enemies positions and or even just um like the plants and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it was more useful for me because <clears throat> I like collecting stuff. He'd help out too more if you were trying to uh, discover animals. He would point them out. More. Oh, yeah. Like you, it would tag them right away. Okay. What um, I liked about like when you were doing all those missions, like to from the old what was it the old um the old soldiers that died in the oh uh, the, uh, the, the mother, mother base, mother base. Yeah. Yeah. Mother base soldiers those guys uh, it was cool like using D-Dog and D-Dog like, you find them right so away oh yeah. Uh, yeah they just follow like you just follow like well he finds a position like oh there he is and then just like end up catch, catching him like that did what you ever you? do the minefield stuff where you had oh, to take out the mines oh my god I only did one of them D-Dog helps out yeah tags where they are yeah that's really cool um, I liked using Quiet. Quiet was the character I used a lot. MVP. But um, MVP. it was during the time where they said that there was a glitch if you used her on a certain mission. Hmm. And I think it was like, like the game wouldn't progress, right? The game, would stop, yeah. the game would stop. Yep. I found out about that and just stopped using her. But didn't know, like, when the day they announced it, the night before I played the mission they talked about. But I didn't use her at all during that mission so I didn't get it but from there I didn't know what else I did I already had at that time 65 hours into the game so I didn't want to like lose it and get like a corrupted save file or, or lose my progress so I just ended up I stopped using her and that kind of sucked because I missed out on a lot of cinemas that I ended up seeing later online um which would have been cool if I had it when when using her but now, what I felt is they were, um, the the companions, especially, like, D-Dog and Quiet, I felt that those were the ones that it was, like, it, it kind of helped you choose the way you wanted to play your game, where, oh, if I use Quiet, the game actually, to me, was a lot easier, you know? But if, uh, if I was going to use D-Dog, it seemed, like, more how maybe the game was intended, like, more natural. It was, um, because D-Dog's uh, marking was not, like, definite you would you could lose his marking like if it rained, um yeah if it rained or if it sandstormed or whatever he could stop smelling the the people and you wouldn't get him so it seemed very um not fickle but just more dynamic and more yeah. um more realistic yeah you know because quiet would just mark everybody and yeah. then okay i'd send her to the next base and then it, you know if someone was behind somewhere she couldn't target she wouldn't be able to target a person no you'd have to yeah. move her yeah, yeah. around okay. um that thing that i noticed one time watching one of your uh watching one of your missions, Maggie, was that Quiet would shoot people that you didn't want her to shoot. Yeah, like yeah. To, and it, it <laughs> really I was literally going to bring that up. Yeah. Because, like, 
uh, what was I doing? I think I was doing, like, extract, uh, highly whatever soldier. Uh, and then, like, I was like, that's the dude. And I forgot to give her the, uh, guilty butterfly. So, like, if she shot him, it was no big deal. And then, like, uh, I started getting shot by that dude. And then, uh, she, she straight up killed him. Yeah. I, I <laughs> like saved it, him once. It, if they notice you, well, she'll just take the shot, huh? Yeah, she, you kind of if you don't want her to kill anyone, you just give her like a you have to give her a trink, um, mm-hmm. sniper rifle. But it it it's, it it was cool. But sometimes you're just like shit. I don't want you to shoot anyone. But there would be times where you didn't notice someone caught you, and she'll take them out. Yeah, before she they alert anyone. So I thought that was cool. There was more. So it was like a half and half for me. Like it was like oh no, why'd you shoot? And then sometimes like whew, thank you, thank you for shooting. Did she ever shoot someone that you needed? Like, like, oh, extract this person. That was your literal mission. Yes. And then she'd fire on Because <laughs> it was, I remember there was one mission where it's like extract um, the Soviet commander. Uh-huh. That was your literal mission. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in there. I'm going. I'm running. And I'm like behind a wall. And I go to try to grab him from cover. But he's a little bit too far. And he turns around, sees me, he hit reflex mode. And I start panicking because I'm like, oh, man, she's going to shoot him. And I hop over the wall. And I grab him like mid-animation and go to slam him to the ground. Right before he hits the ground to get knocked out, I see the bullet. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just dead. And then she started humming. And then it's a, you know, it was like a side ops canceled or whatever. I was like, son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> I, I, like that, when she would hum, that was relaxing to me. Like knowing yeah, that she was kind of had my back. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people said like, oh, that made me uncomfortable. I was like, I liked it because I knew she was there. It made me feel nice and fuzzy. Yeah, I think it was, it was unsettling it was when comforting. you confront her the first time yeah. when she's attacking you. It's like very like, oh, shoot. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But after once she's on your side, it's it's comforting. It was comforting to me. What I like is that, like all the um, out of all the companions, I think hers seems hers seemed the most dynamic because the longer you would have her, the more like the longer it would take her to actually shoot somebody. Um, so if you when you first get her, the minute you go into reflex, she like boom immediately shoots him. The longer you you spend time with her, it seems that the longer it takes for her to shoot someone to where now, like when I play with her, I have to be right on the edge of reflex or just out of reflex mode when she shoots somebody. So it's like, it's right on the edge of that time limit rather than being the immediate moment where you might think, Oh, that makes the game harder. It's making it harder on you. It's actually like you're building literal trust with the person where she's like, Oh, he'll get him. He'll get him. He didn't get him yet. Oh my God, I should shoot. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. It's one of those just little things that, and I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm, I'm just like, thinking that in my head but if that's an actual mechanic that that's really cool because it's it's something that it allows you to one be better at the game and it's also like the game itself is trusting you more it's like trusting in your abilities more mm-hmm. and it goes along with the lines of like how the enemies start playing against you, you yeah, know, it's yeah. One, it's one of those things too where the game like the game doesn't have a difficulty setting but it dynamically adjusts its difficulty based on how good you are or at least how you play if you go in guns blazing a lot they'll have riot armor if you yeah Actually, I just barely encountered this one. If you sneak in a lot from back out, back ways, um, they put mines up. Mm. And I'm like 100 hours in, and I never noticed they put mines up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, they do. They put mines. Yeah, yeah and it's bullshit. Because like, <laughs> I, I was running, running, sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. Running and then I had um, I had D-Dog, and I saw that it said mines located. And I was like, what? And boom, and I exploded. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I really like uh, Quiet did a whole mission for me. Uh Remember when you finally, like, extract Code Talker and then, like, you get attacked by the skulls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I gave her the, uh, 
the like most powerful sniper rifle. And then I literally ran around. I killed the puppets, and I just ran around distracting the skulls, and she just killed him. I think it was like five hits. That was that was one of the missions that was bugged for the longest time with her. And because mm-hmm. it was funny because everyone would take her to that mission because you'd try to play it legit. And then it would be super hard and people were just like, well, just take quiet. And then that's how people discovered the bug. Because oh. what it was doing is that you would play with her. And then most people by that point would have almost 100% affinity. You get 100% affinity, it causes her to trigger a cutscene. But that mission, since it's a main story mission, it also needs to play a cutscene. And they would overlap, and the game would just choose to play quiet, so then you couldn't progress in the story because it wouldn't play the other one. Oh. So that's what was causing the bug. And then 42, because that was a replay of the Metallic Archaea mission, I think it was, right? <clears throat> yeah, so it was a replay of that one, so it was just like, oh. Yeah. What are FOBs, Nick? Oh, um, so FOBs are... Uh, Fallout like they, Boys? They, yeah, they're Fallout Boys. They're really great. You know, <laughs> pop punk band, uh, 2004, circa. Um, no, so FOBs are a forward operating base. It's essentially a copy of your um, your mother base. It's just a carbon copy of it. You can build it up, get more um, uh, materials and stuff. But the main part of it is it's like an online component without it being Metal Gear Online. So what you can do is I can invade someone else's base, take their stuff, um, extract their nuke if I'm a hero and they have a nuke too. But the interesting part is a community developed around FOBs. Um, once you become a hero and you get hero status by raising your um, heroism points high enough, you can develop nuclear weapons. Cause tells you it's like you can make it as a deterrent or you can build it to like threaten the world and make it, a, you know, it's like, it's really weird. It doesn't ever get that deep, but essentially what it does is when you're a hero, only heroes can attack your base. But when you have a nuke, it raises the cap to where you have to be a hero plus like more heroism points to attack someone else's base. So it makes it, it, it limits the amount of people that can attack you. No. If you do it now, obviously, like, everybody has a nuke or everybody's a hero or that high, so it doesn't really act as well. What happened is the community took this and made it the, uh, there's dedicated subreddits and little teams. There's there's the Patriots and the, um, the Philanthropist. So one believes that uh, they take it really far into the meta. They're like, the boss, right, wanted people to have nukes. That's the Patriots. And then there's people like, no, the boss wanted everybody to be on equal ground. Nobody have nukes. And then so that's the philanthropist. So they, there's a constant like online war for it. And it's super interesting because you watch this play on in the background and then it connects to people thinking there's more to the game, etc. But uh, FOBs are, are really neat. Um, there's some poor implementations of it, like the fact that when you successfully infiltrate someone's FOB, not only do you take stuff off that base, you take stuff from their mother base, which I think is kind of fucked up because it's like, what if I don't want to play it? You're not safe. You just decrease your chances of getting invaded by never playing it. But you can still be invaded. Um, and the more you play it, the more you might come up on someone's radar. But uh, I think if you don't play it at all, you shouldn't get invaded at all. But, I mean, that's a different conversation. But it's really cool. It's a, it's an online feature you can play without any of the... Um, you don't have to have PSN or you don't have Xbox Live because it's asynchronous multiplayer. Um, you can actually face off against another snake too. It's kind of funny if, if you invade and then they're online too. They can come in and defend their own base. It's it's really neat. It's it's cool, but it kind of leaves a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Mm. But you know, it's really fun. I've played a few. Yeah, I've only ever um, I got invaded recently. I finished the game and fuck that guy up. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't I don't understand. Um, it has that cutscene where pot or cause talks to you <laughs> and tells you that you were invaded. Yeah. Now, was that just something to set it up or was I invaded for the first time? Um, 
because it, it, it's a cinema talks about invaded we need to to arm ourselves we need to attack back and then boss is like kind of like wait or i forget what he says um but uh i there was no nothing to tell me okay who was it and how to retaliate so was that just a cinema to tell me that's what i could do or did no, i really get invaded you i think you really get invaded because i got that cinema recently too um and i had been invaded before that but i just never retaliated so i think it's the game like poking you like telling you hey you can actually retaliate against them you should do it yeah like to to encourage you to play it um you have to you have to hit your you have to go to your iDroid. You have to go... Well, it depends when you pl- when that happened. Because, like, before the patch, it would play automatically in the corner. Like, it would tell you, oh, you got invaded, and just start telling you information. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to go into your mother base settings where you, see, where you see all your platforms. Yeah. And then it'll show it to you at the bottom. And you can also um, activate it by going over all the way over to your missions and hitting FOB, and it'll show it to you. But now you have to go into a menu to actually see who invaded you. You can't just... It doesn't just tell you automatically. Yeah. Um, it'll put, like, a little, uh, little one or two over those like like an alert yeah, yeah to tell you so you can go over there but um yeah it's it's it was just poking and prodding you like telling you hey you did get invaded you can go do this and then like venom is well it goes into the story how miller just wants to like he yeah, wants yeah, to get at back, people yeah. and, and and venom's just like yo hold on let's let's pause for a second mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's a cool cinema those dynamic uh let's, dynamic cutscenes are really neat because you can get them anytime for a second <laughs> hey hey me can you be quiet <laughs> yeah, did you ever? Did you ever try <clears throat> FOB? No, I got invaded once. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if it was just like it was one of those things where it's because there's a story like a invasion, demo or right? something. There's a story invasion that you yeah. actually you get in a fight. Yep, 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 and I think there's the actual one. Oh, that okay, I so that was, that's the one I got. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the story yeah. one, um, it's introducing you to the idea of it. All right. Mm. Um, and if you never play them after that, you have a, such a low percentage chance of actually getting invaded. Yeah. But um, like they have event ones too that are like, so the event ones when you go do it, you go to your your mission tab and then go down to FOB and then there's an event tab. Uh, those are free. Like you can do them and you will not get invaded by that person because it's a computer. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it it you end up gaining like espionage points, which are essentially your ranking. Yeah. Well, the higher your ranking goes, obviously you'll start popping up on people's radars. But the the event ones are really fun, uh, simply because it's it's essentially just free materials with like some fun gameplay because there's no urban areas in the game no true urban areas i mean there's bases and stuff but there's nothing like like your uh metal gear solid one or, or metal gear solid two environments yeah. and this is this is that and it's really fun there's a there's a new one out i haven't played it but the skulls invade that base so you're on there you're trying to infiltrate and then the skulls show up and everybody's like oh, oh so you, it's like a skulls boss battle that's cool when you beat them uh, now there's puppets on there, and then you have to still get to the core. So it's really neat. So it's they're building it little by little, but um, that's uh, that's their current focus. It's fun, but um, it's it also gets kind of stale quickly because they're all the same. Uh, once you learn uh, like the the strategy, like mm-hmm. there's long range, close range, or mid range. Once you learn the strategy, how to beat each one, it's just kind of routine. They they switch it up a little bit recently where you can place your cameras specifically. You can place I want a camera here, I want a mine here. So if you're really good at FOBs, you just block off the parts that you would infiltrate. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but I don't know. It's not for everybody. I, I understand. Uh, did you ever tr- get to try any of the multiplayer? Uh, yeah, I played Metal Gear Online. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. I only I, I think I only ever really played like two two um, multiplayer matches, and it was it was fun, but eh, nothing I never really tried to go back to. Yeah, it's not for me. I So I, I played... 
I played some, but then I went to go back to it. And the thing is, is that, like, uh, like I caught the original, not the original Metal Gear Online, but the one from Metal Gear Solid 4 at the tail yeah, end. Yeah. Everybody uh-huh. was super good. And I was just like, yeah, I can't play this. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. too good. Um, mm. So this online, I was like, oh, cool. I'll have it day one. I can, I can catch it on the cusp. And I was like, I was having so much fun on the first couple days. Then I stopped. I go back like a week or two later and like everybody's amazing. Like my skills did not help me and I'm just getting like killed left and right and just people are really good at it. Um, and it's one of those games that like there's some multiplayer games where you can just pick it up and drop off, pick it up, drop off however you want. Yeah, yeah. They're really like they're balanced but kind of in a way where you can just pick it up and play and get lucky and you'll you'll be alright at it. But Metal Gear Online is one of those where it's really skill based. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep up on your skills and practice, you're not going to be good and you're not going to have fun. Yeah. So you have to have a lot of dedica- dedication for it, and I, I wasn't that wasn't for me at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just like, it's really fun. I see its merits. It's just more Metal Gear, but you're actually facing off against other people that are just as good as you or better. Yeah, it was it was cool. Like they had the levels from um, Ground Zeroes. Yeah, but it was neat. it was they changed it up. But did you did you get to try multiplayer at all bit though? No, or even I never, like really a little bit. Uh, I got to try multiplayer a little bit. because uh, Nick. He had to go get, like, water. He was like, here, play for me. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I instantly drove the team into the ground. Oh, right. Yeah, I just died. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, after uh, Nick waited a few weeks and then played, I was like, huh, maybe I should play it. So I picked it up. I just got instantly wrecked. I'm pretty sure I killed the wrong person. It was, it was, it was Oh, yeah, the, um, one of the modes has a friendly fire on by default. It's oh, like, really? It's pretty intense, yeah. He ran it, by it, and went, bah, 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 bah. Like, no. It's uh, it kind of sucks when people fault on fault on you. Fault oh like yeah, that. yeah, it's like the shitty thing when people do it's, that. It's really humiliating. The, the <laughs> one thing that the one that made me stop playing was there's an item that's the plushie. It looks like D dog. You can put that down, and if your character walks in front of it, nothing happens. But if you move the camera to like, and it's generally in like the center of your screen, your character literally throws his weapons in the ground on the ground, and he just runs up to it and crouches and starts petting the plushie. You stay there for a straight 30 seconds and just people will like run around you and like like hit you and then they'll kill you at the last second like just making fun of you that you got caught by a plush I'm like damn that's what made me stop playing i, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny but i just felt humiliated yeah just, I can't, no i can't do this i mean i would stop for a plushie
what were what were some of the things that you enjoyed from the story of MGS Bethel? <clears throat> Honestly, I, I the I didn't listen to a lot of tapes, and now a lot of the a lot of the stories in the tapes. Yeah, yeah. So I really didn't get much into it. But something I liked is uh, it's not even like a, any. Think cute is just mm-hmm. uh, Kaz and the code man. Oh, was it code? Was it name? Code, code talker. The code talker talking about like making the, the burgers. Hamburgers. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 the burgers. Just kept trying to make him like the best burger. burger you can make. That was yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, but I, I I would listen to the tapes here and there, but I never really listened to them all to really like get the whole story of it. So I, I that's something I want to get back into so I can just listen to it all, or I'll, I'll I'll listen to you guys talk about it and I'll just get all of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with this one being taking place right after um, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes um, after the accident and Snake waking up in the hospital uh, and getting out of the hospital like that whole thing um, it was really fun but even the first time playing through it I got kind of tired like I, it, it got kind of slow toward the end it was really cool but for me it got pretty slow getting out and then like there's not really it just kind of ends and then you know you, you get into the cutscene part of it but just like that learning you know the mechanics and everything is really cool but I, I don't know for me i ended up getting like a little little bored it's it's i think the mission drags on for a little too long and it doesn't give you as much you don't feel powerful uh-huh. but i think that's important for like the story progression because he's like he's thin and skinny and stuff like you you're your, that, your muscles are yeah, kind of like yeah yeah, yeah it's it sucks weak. the the one thing that I felt was unfortunate, though, is that I know you said you liked the pacing of it, but what I felt is like my one of my favorite missions is the one right after that where you have to go save Kaz. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. one. Um, and it's because I think you can't beat the wonder of you, like, you know, Ocelot's like, there's a whole world out there. Go, you mm-hmm. know, bring the legend back to life. And you just see all of Afghanistan at that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. And you can't beat that again. Mm-hmm. And the mission, I think I like that one because um, I. I I like open world games, but I like when it has, like, a breadcrumb trail that you probably should follow. That yeah, mission yeah. felt like it because it was like, mm-hmm. Ocelot's like, you should probably go over here because they might have data on cause. But if you want to find him yourself, go ahead. You have three days. And I like that because that mission felt, I do have three days to find him. It was a time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go over there and check or I could just explore on my own. And I like that. It felt urgent. The rest of the missions in the in the game, the story was spread out amongst either the tapes or just uh, ten missions later, there might be some more story exposition or something. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't feel urgent. That one did, and I really enjoyed that, especially as part of the story. And I liked picking up cause. It just felt like I was rebuilding. Then the some of the other missions just kind of like they seemed there, but not not like the, I could have taken them out, and you know I could boil down the the story to like maybe ten missions. It's like yeah, just play those, and you'll. You'll get it. Um, but, uh, and unfortunately for all the people that kept saying, Kojima, stop making movies. Kojima, stop making movies. That's why we got tapes. Thanks. It, that was that was one of the the crazy things about when Metal Gear Solid Five came out was people complained that there wasn't enough cinemas. And when it, when it came to 4, 4 had an outrageous amount of, like, you had anywhere from <laughs> 45 minutes to almost two hours. For me, I understood. Like, okay, I get it. I, I, I understand your casual person's is going to like it. I liked it, but I understand how a lot of people didn't like that. But it's yeah. funny to see now people complaining that there wasn't enough. 
So where's where's that balance? Like what I don't I don't understand. And it was cool. Like with the tapes, um, you can listen to them while you're doing the mission. Yeah. While you're really doing cool. side ops. While, while you're, you're doing, doing the, the yeah. missions that don't have anything really to do with it. You yeah, just yeah. listen to them. That you way. just listen to them that way. You mm-hmm. know. I love the tapes. I listened to every new tape yeah. that came out that you ended up getting. Um, even one of the like the great things to do was um, you'd be going around doing a mission and you'd hear. It's too shy, shy. Yeah. Hush, hush. I do I? And you'd be like, Oh, I'm okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta save this guy, but I'm gonna go get that cassette tape. Yeah. So like that, that was like, <laughs> that that's really cool. But it, it going back. Sorry, it, it kind of went off, but yeah, just I would have liked more cinema, mm-hmm. but I got what he was trying to do. Yeah. And, but it was kind of weird people complaining about that. I think yeah. without having the cinemas, it let the game flow more. Yeah. Because yeah. I never felt pulled out of the game unless I was turning it off. Mm-hmm. I always felt within the game, within the world. So it was like, oh, I got a new tape. And, and it, you know, like when they would call you and they're like, oh, I get, it's on it's on your helicopter. I, I put it on a tape. I put the interrogation mm-hmm. on a tape because it felt like, Snake, go out there, go do stuff. I'll take care of this back home. You know, here, mm-hmm. here's the interrogation on tape. If you want to listen to it, or we, we, uh, we beat Huey again. You want to listen to it? Like, here you go. Rather than being like, come back so you can watch it. Is because realistically, like he's like the commander, right? He wouldn't necessarily need to be there for every interrogation. Yeah. They'll probably just record it and show it to him. And he'll just, Oh, okay, whatever. Like that felt, it felt a lot better. However, there were certain tapes where I felt they would have been more powerful is a is a cutscene, um, especially some of the last ones, the um, the truth tapes. The truth records. Some of those, I feel, maybe should have been done as a cutscene, especially the big boss talking to Ocelot when he's in the hospital still, and they're like talking about. Well, the medic. going that before before that, I think, so we can oh, pretty yeah, much yeah, get it sure. out of there. Let's talk about the ending of Metal Gear Solid okay. Five. Yeah, for sure. So as we knew, from Ground Zeroes. Your big boss trying to save Chico and also capture, or it's also save Chico and Paz. You capture them, or you you rescue them, go into the helicopter, and you get in a crash. Yes. Um, that was what Ground Zeroes was. Phantom Pain was the continuation of that, and what happened, him waking up nine years later after the coma. So throughout this, you get little subtle hints here and there where you'll get Ocelot going. You remember me? Remember who I am? You know, and pretty much the big shocker is you're not big boss. You were the medic that was in that helicopter. Yeah. And a lot of people called it ahead of time. A lot of people were saying like, oh, you're probably that medic or you're not big boss. Originally me, I thought it was going to be Solidus. Hmm. You know, maybe you're going to, like the, he was the, the clone version. And now you're going to find out the story about how he became Solidus and did his thing that wasn't it um you know I even thought a lot of people were saying that it might be Gray Fox but pretty much what it comes down to is you were the medic guy you were the best in that team and pretty much they used you as big boss's phantom Mm -hmm. you're you're basically him you're basically that person you're no longer who you were before yeah um, I don't know how'd you guys how'd you guys feel about that when that happened? I, Miggy, you just recently finished it, so from there I'll I'll go with you, then Beto, and then Nick, and then I'll I'll, I'll expo- like talk about what I thought. 
Well, when I when I discovered that you're actually the medic, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, I felt like my life was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, at the beginning, uh, when you made that character, your avatar, I was like, well, do I have to play as this dude? Is this actually me? And in a way, yeah, you did. In a way, they kind of told you in the beginning. Yeah. They were kind of like, you're someone else. Yeah. But you were like, oh, no, I'm Big Boss, because they kind of fooled you thinking, like, what's my hmm. Oh. They kind of fooled you in, into kind of thinking, oh, they were going to change your face, but they stopped it before beforehand. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, what is happening? And then, like, the rest of the game was just, like, mind-blown. Yeah. Yeah. I still thought it was really good, though. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I stopped playing it for a little while. Uh-huh. So I kind of started, I was, I kind of forgot what was going on. So when I picked it up again, I, I just needed a couple more missions to finish it. So when that happened, I was just like, oh, so what? That's, he's, he was, it wasn't him the whole time. I was, I was, yeah, I yeah. mean, it was like, oh, okay, it's a surprise, but I wasn't like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I wish I'd, I would have kept playing it sort of for me to be like more surprised about it. So I was just like, oh, so it's not him. Okay. And it was it was like <laughs> a big deal for me because just yeah. I just stopped playing for a while and I just kind of forgot what the like what was going on. Yeah. So that's what that's like, it was kind of shitty for me because I didn't really get to experience all like how I don't yeah, know if you guys were like super big surprise but that's how it was for me. Okay. Well, I I'm weird. I I didn't I wasn't one of the people that called it at all uh-huh. at first. What I was thinking was um. Cause I, I, so I was like definitely surprised. I was like, oh man, that's crazy. That's insane. You know, that was like, that's, that blew my mind. I was like, whoa. Cause the medic to me was irrelevant. And like, I was like, who, the, who is this guy? Yeah, I honestly yeah. thought they inserted him. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it patched the scene back into ground zeros and they had just thought of it. But it, you know, then I went back and played it and I'm like, oh no, he was actually there. And he was voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People found out that he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I thought I was like bullshit. I called bullshit. I was like, there's no way I know they patched that shit in. Like I even unpatched my game to play it. And I'm like, no, it was in there. And even in the credits, yeah, yeah. it's in there. And I'm like, wow. Okay. But I was, I was thinking of it from the point of like the, the ending that I felt was more powerful for me other than that was, um, the uh, I thought he was an unreliable narrator the whole time, so mm. I was like I can't trust what he's saying. So even when when they did the whole mirror thing and it was kind of like hinting throughout the whole game, yeah, I thought everyone else just knew that he was likely to hallucinate because of that spike in his head. Yeah, yeah. that's why I thought they kept telling him, "You remember, you know this or whatever." And then I started reading different um different theories, and this was before a lot of people finished the game, but people were just saying, "Oh, maybe he's like under mind control, just because they want him to do something. Like maybe Ocelot's still evil or whatever." And, um, so I was, I wasn't even playing it from the perspective of, oh, this might not be big boss. I was just mm-hmm. thinking of other stuff. So I was definitely surprised and, you know, I, I, I liked the surprise, but I felt like, I felt that it was put in to explain why big boss died twice. Yeah. You know, why he died in Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 rather than, yeah, this is kind of where I want the story to go. It was more like, oh, fuck. I wrote myself into a corner because I didn't think of that 20 years ago, obviously. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like, well, how do I end this one? I'll just make him something else. You know, that's, yeah. and I, I get the story he was telling, but I do feel that, that 
when they did that, they must have just been like, dude, how are we going to do this? Because we do have to explain how he died <laughs> twice. And they're just like, oh, let's let's come up with the idea of a, of a phantom pain, this and that. And it's really sad. His story, The medic story is really tragic because he got made to hate people that he didn't. And that's more of where now I replay it. And I get those hints where he's just like, he questions. Like where Kaz is just like, we need to kill Skullface. And Venom's just like, like he doesn't say anything, but he mm. just looks at him with this like confused look like, yeah. why? What did we, what did he do? Yeah, he shot us down, but. He, I mean, with Skullface and Skullface did all that stuff to Kaz. He yeah. cut off his hand, his arm, his leg. Did he make him blind? Or he's not blind? I don't blind. know if I he's forget. blind because I'm confused yeah. at that. A lot yeah. of, because he it's weird towards the end of the game is where he starts showing more blind tendencies yeah, but yeah. not at the beginning and he his like i don't know a lot of people are saying that he like theories oh he might have gotten parasite therapy that's why he's like can train snake like in, in it's said in solid that he's his trainer or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm like i think that's like reaching a little far mm-hmm. i think maybe he was just losing his sight i'm not sure I just, or it's just a texture error or something i don't know i like I don't like that theory. That theory seems really weird. Yeah. But I'm not sure if he's blind or not. He just had blind tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he, um, I think in, um, you know, that scene where the little boy supposedly dropped that necklace down in the, in the chlorine tank. And then, oh quiet yeah, yeah. Doesn't save them. Quiet, yeah, yeah. When quiet drops the thing on the floor, the little necklace cause is like hitting it with his cane and like just smacking it. But he's looking straight ahead. But there's other scenes in the game where he's, like, staring at people. Like, he looks to to respond to people. Mm-hmm. Which could just be, like, oh, he can hear where they are, so he's yeah, turning he's his head. Just, it's it's yeah. just a, a, a response. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I go both ways where I don't know if he's blind or not. I have yeah. no idea. If he is, then I'm confused as to why. I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, there's that part uh, when you start Chapter 2 where he's, like, uh, you all will be my eyes. Report anything to me or whatever. Oh, that's true. That is true. That could be a metaphor yeah. for him being blind. Yeah. I also thought maybe it was just like he was saying that he can't keep an eye on everybody. I don't know. But, yeah, that yeah. could be a metaphor for him being blind. I'm not sure how, that, how I felt about that. Well, it tr- wasn't in the trailer. They, they describe everybody. He's like described as what? A visionary? What? A visionary robbed robbed without of his sight. A visionary weird. robbed of his sight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But <clears throat> the way I take that is he wanted to have a new business, you know, a, a new – he wanted to have a military economy. And then this all came crashing down, so he was robbed of it, like his yeah. dream. That's how I took it, but I mean, whatever. It could be, be both things. Yeah. yeah. For that, you talking about? I mean, here's the thing, and I don't know why people get really caught up in story and lore and and and, and um, having story or, or stuff getting retconned. Oh yeah. Um, like whatever. Shit happens. I don't think Venom Snake was created to explain the first death. I think. Kojima probably came up with it and it was just like okay he's he was the first big boss you encounter you know I to me how I took it finding out big boss was it's not big boss it's venom it, it was it was the guy but he he is him I I saw it as Kojima making you us the player that's us and if you think about it, it's it's kind of like a meta type of game thing where we play a lot of games have it be Metal Gear, Mass Effect, Fallout. You're playing all these characters. You have customized characters. You can do these type of characters. You're always playing a game any way you want to. So a way, the way I play Metal Gear is different than what Beto, how Beto plays it. 
and how Bethel plays Metal Gear is different than how Miggy or, or you, Nick, play it. And in a way, Kojima kind of said, you are Big Boss. You are this character. You are the one. This is your story. You are that person. Yeah. Kind of making it where you are when you play, even like when you play Legend of Zelda, that's your link. You're that character. So how I took it was more making the fans, the people who have been playing these games for years, you are Big Boss. Yeah. Your decisions are what what's making this story. And how everything ended, I wanted to know more about how he kind of fell from being a hero and became Big Boss. But if you really think about it, he was Big Boss from a long time ago. Yeah. From Peace Walker till now, because if you really think about it, you're capturing people against their will. You're forcing them to join you. Yeah. You're doing all these missions. Even though it's against bad people, you are making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Even if you're going through the game very stealthily, you're still doing things to other people. You're forcing people to do things. Yes. When the explosion happens, the doctors say, you have your scars, you have everything. That horn you have, that's a piece of pause. Yeah. A piece of her is inside you. That horn. Mm-hmm. And that when I found that out, when someone was saying that, I I, tri I tripped out. I was like, oh, shit, that is her. A piece of the debris hit him. He mm -hmm. was the one full frontal, and it hit him right in the head. Yeah. That, that's crazy. And, you know, that's to me finding out finding out that it, it was, you weren't big, you weren't big boss. I was shocked, and I was bummed, because even when I had my theory a long time ago thinking it was probably Solidus, after you know every trailer that came out every year that what the past three years were awaiting, it looked so cool. I was like, oh, I kind of don't want this not to be a big boss story. Yeah. I don't want it to be like a solid story because this looks really cool. And uh, and after finding out that it's not you, I was bummed. I was bummed that it wasn't a big boss story, but it is a big boss story because it still falls into his legend. Yeah, it's still his legend. Because you are a big boss. Who who he was before died in that crash. The paramedic guy is gone. Yeah. That is Big Boss. That is you. Yeah. You are Big Boss. You are Venom Snake. You are his phantom. Yeah. We are all his phantom. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt about the ending. And that's how, over time, I was like, I do, I did like it. It was a shock. I didn't hate it. Yeah. It, you are Big Boss. Now, on the, on the fall of Big Boss, though, like a thought on that, I had seen it as, um... Is that it was like a perspective thing, uh -huh. like, because okay, perhaps we didn't see his fall in this game, right? Yeah, 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 you're doing a bunch of evil stuff and whatnot, but the 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 person that we're relying on to say that he's evil, if you think about it now, is actually Big Boss because Big Boss is the one that gives Solid Snake the mission to go infiltrate, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. right? So if we're if we're taking that step and now we're we're accepting this as part of the official lore, which it is, we're saying, okay, Big Boss, real Big Boss. Sitting at his desk and like, yeah, this guy's now being kind of an asshole. Yeah, you know, he's he's become either he's too much of a nuisance or he's doing things that I I can't have him doing because I'm trying to yeah. build out our heaven here uh -huh. low key and he's creating a ruckus. He's bad. I'm gonna make this story. He's bad. He's a bad person. You know what I mean? It's kind of like so it's a perspective thing. Like he might not actually have been bad, you yeah. know, because it it depends how you played him. Uh -huh. If I played him, I didn't do anything. I didn't capture anybody or whatever, and I disarmed people's nukes and FOBs. I was a good 
Venom, I was a good big boss, but then over here, Big Boss is like, this guy's making too many waves, I need to make him bad. Mm-hmm. So I felt it was a perspective thing, too. It could just depend on what side of the story you were on. Yeah. But, you know. Like, how, how was your guys' feeling on characters? Like, because mine, I really liked Quiet. Like, Quiet was probably one of my, my favorite new characters in the Metal Gear Solid series. It was unfortunate how she was dressed, because <laughs> I felt it overshadowed a lot of her. Like, how cool... Well, for other people, like, I... It didn't overshadow it for me because I still felt it was it was a great character, but for everyone else, it, they only focused on that, and that was the unfortunate part about her her outfit, her costume. But like, yeah, I'm talking about everyone like Skullface, you know, Ocelot, Eli is Eli, right? Yeah. Young Liquid. What they call uh, Psycho Manus? The third boy. The third boy. Like character wise, what were you guys' feelings on all the characters in in, in in this new one? Real quick, can we officially call Skullface the Hamburglar? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guy. He looks like a, the Hamburglar. Oh, and Huey too. Oh, yeah. I did not oh, like Huey in this game fire? whatsoever. Oh. Huey was probably one of the people that playing through this and how he was. I, if you're you know if you know a lot of the story of Metal Gear. Um, you find out how his fate ends is he kills himself by drowning himself in a pool. While uh, Otacon's banging well, his wife. <laughs> well, well Otacon yeah, is, get in it. is having an affair <laughs> with his wife, which is his Otacon's stepmom. Because you find out in. you find oh, out that Otacon's mom is Dr. Strangelove from Peace Walker, who is one of my favorite characters. She didn't have a lot in Peace Walker, but I was really hoping to know more about her in this one. But all you find out is the tapes, and then you find out how she dies, which is pretty much Huey locks her in an AI pod. the AI pod that was the boss, or the boss's AI pod, and she dies. And I don't know that that angered me, but um, yeah, fuck Huey, <laughs> you killed Doctor Strange, love, <laughs> not cool. But I mean, Bethel, like who who you know character wise, like who'd you like? Who'd you feel was underdeveloped? <clears throat> um, um, like, what was it? Like, what did you like? You know, characters. Mm, that's a tough one because I don't remember much. I'll throw one at you. A lot of people said Revolver Ocelot really cool. didn't have enough enough to do. That's true. That's true. I really I don't know. Just how pissed off Cos was. I like how that was. He just looked. I don't know, just like how he looks, just like yeah, just yeah. looks. I just. But you're right; he was really pissed yeah. off. They and even like a damn fool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even after Skullface dies, he still he's can't. Still, yeah, yeah. He's still mad. He, he wants he, more. Revenge is not that wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Even after you shot off all of his limbs. <laughs> yeah. The, the best part is they didn't kill him, and then Huey wanted to take the high road later on. He's like, "You murdered people!" I'm like, "Bro." We all saw you kill Skullface. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I never like, killed anybody. The, so you killed Skullface. You, Bro. Th- there's two times in, your wife. in the game where oh. you have a chance to kill Quiet and you have a chance to yourself kill Skullface. Yeah. Can you? Does that happen? I never chose to like Quiet. Was... for Skullface. Oh, really? Yeah. When, oh. when During the cutscene. Because you can, I think it's four times you have to pull the trigger. If you don't do it, he does it automatically. It's like a, it's a sort of interactive. Yeah. It's kind of like the the boss one. Remember in uh, yeah, yeah. In three, but you you go one, it shoots off his arm. Two, it shoots off his other arm, and then three it shoots off his leg, and then four it shoots off his other leg. And it, it, meanwhile, it's showing like uh, Kaz's limbs, like kind of 
yeah, disappearing. Like disappearing there. Yeah, yeah. And then if you try to pull it one more, it clicks. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. And he drops the gun. Yeah. Right. He makes cause like cause we're out. Let's go. And, and he, cause he drops leaves. the bullet. He's like, do it yourself. Yeah. Cause then they're going to kill him. And then Cause drops the last bullet next to him, and then Huey walks up and loads the gun and shoots him right in the head, and he's just like, "Ha!" Yeah, I did it, guys. If I, if I oh remember God, that, Huey. that's like you're walking away, and then you hear it, right? Yeah. And you turn, and yeah, he has you, it pointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're like, "Motherfucker!" Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, because yeah. he didn't want Skullface talking. That's oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, he would have died anyway. True. Skullface, blood, he probably would have bled out. No. I mean, would have got robot we've, legs. We've seen arms. Stranger Things happen in that universe. To yeah. Be honest. I mean, I thought Quiet was dead because as soon as she fell out of that window and I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, why is she back then? She must be Chico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we end up with the parasite explanation. I'm yeah. just like, all right. The parasite. Let's run with it. The nanomachines. Well, black, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was just Kaz. Kaz is cool. Kaz is very... Hmm. Can't think of anybody else. Am I? You got the Kaz look right now. I like it. <laughs> nah, he doesn't smile. He's all pissed off all the time. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he actually doesn't. Anymore. I try to think. Not anymore. How much did it uh, cost cause to build Mother Base? What'd you guys What'd you guys think of uh, how, how much? Leg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! What did you guys think of uh, I, what I felt was very underwo- underwhelming? Was you knew that the man on fire was Volgan? Immediately, but yeah. no, I didn't. But then you find out it was just like he was in a coma, like because I knew he didn't die after um, Metal, yeah, G- Metal Gear Solid Three, be because compared to the rest of the Cobra unit, he didn't explode. Yeah, he was yeah. just like popping pop pop from the bullets that he had on himself because he got electrocuted. Yeah. And he was pop locking like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, you know pop. But the ex like I knew it was him, but first I thought it was more. You know, from seeing the trailers and having like about three years waiting for the game, um, I thought it was more Psycho Manus messing with your mind and the people you killed. Yeah. But then when they're like, oh no, it's really Vulgan, you're like, okay, so it takes that fantasy or or supernatural part that I thought it was. Okay, that's cool. You, you have a reason for it. And it was just that he was in a coma as well, and he woke up because he was angry. And then his anger, he controlled the, the third child, which was um, Psycho Manus. And, and then you... You have to go capture him and stuff like that. I don't know. It was very underwhelming when they could have done more with that character. Yeah. I, don't know. I remember when, uh, when you had to find his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was yeah. Like, I didn't know where it was. I didn't know that it was just laying down. It was there. just in <laughs> the middle. It took me like 30 minutes. I was yeah. running around. I was like, I where the fuck it. is this? I thought it was going to be like hidden under yeah. like, the floorboard. <laughs> you know, what I the character that I thought was underwhelming was actually uh, Skullface. Yeah, he kind of was. I, I like, once he, what I felt was funny was, so actually they were talking about this in that in that prequel thing right uh-huh. where you're like you have to have a good character so Skullface like shoots you down and grabs yours right and i'm like whoa what the fuck who's this guy right and i'm yeah, just like yeah. cypher must have sent him okay that makes sense and then at the end of the game well at the end of chapter one right the end of what you perceive is the end of the game at first you're playing it and he has this like five minute monologue about why he did what he did and i'm in my head i'm like that should be unnecessary if I went 60 hours already in this game, I should know why you're trying to be an asshole. Yeah. Not you have to explain it right at the end. Like, I felt that was really weak. Yeah. And, I mean, I kind of got it because it, it, the tension was there. It was, like, it was really weird. It was very, um, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was it was neat, like, facing down with your enemy. Like, he's literally sitting right there, and it, you start to empathize with him. But at the same time, I was like, this should be unnecessary. Caught, like, 
him being an asshole to cause should have made me want to take him down, but it didn't. But it puts you in this in the seat of the, of the medic. He doesn't yeah. know why this is happening. He's yeah, like, yeah. so he needs that explanation. In turn, you as a player need it. Um, with Skullface, his story, real quick. What what was the the virus? The parasites. The, the parasites. The the for language. Okay, so the reason he wanted to do it, and it's like super vague in the game too, is he was like an enslaved person. Like, say he lived in uh, Lithuania. And he might have been taken over. His little town was taken over is what he said. You know, my town was taken over. Uh, and he it's it's implied that it's like the British colonization stuff. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Like they're just, mm-hmm. you know, proxy wars and stuff. So he was made to speak one language. And then somebody else fought over his village and they were made to speak somebody else. Then finally everybody died and he got put in an orphanage. And he was he had to learn something else and learn something else. And finally he realized that language is the way you control it. Your ultimate victory is like making someone speak your language because you mm-hmm. want you know like when the roman empire took people over they were like you got to speak um latin mm-hmm. or italian or whatever it was at that yeah. time so his thing was well the heaviest blow i can deal with someone is taking away their language so he uh he made code talker because code talker had discovered these parasites uh research them and code talker discovered them because um he was like a scientist i guess and he had somebody had found the body of the end and mm. they explained how the end lived so long and had its powers is because he had a, a symbiotic relationship with that virus. Yeah. But it wasn't weaponized, so it didn't take away his voice. He was just like, he was the, um, the parasites lived off him and he, they gave him like powers or whatever. Right? Yeah, so yeah. he researched them and then fa- they found out that it was linked to like your vocal cords. Um, and then that's when Skullface was like, oh, research this. I want it to be weaponized. And then they, long story short, they ended up making a, an English strain. They have multiple other strains. That's why there's that scene where everybody has the the um, headphones in their throats. Because yeah, they're yeah. training, like, the virus to listen. To learn English, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's really far-fetched. I don't like that they it, explained that that's how the end got his powers. I was like, oh, I just wanted to believe he was a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he was okay. Oh, But it is a strong thing about language though yeah it, which is very the, the true. message like, was really clear yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that message um there is a cassette which you listen to um which is between zero and Skullface, yes. and how you find out where technically zero is done fighting yeah he's done yep, doing yep, things yep. he's done going after big boss yep but Skullface doesn't want to finish it and he actually he he poisons him because yes. during that time, Zero is in hiding. Mm-hmm. And he's in hiding in Brooklyn in pretty much a room with no windows. There's no way to get to him. He's on the phone and he requests, I'm guessing, the badge of... The boss, I think it sounded like. It, I think it was the boss's... I want to say it was... Um, you're just talking about him right now. Who had his powers? Um, the end. Oh, but oh, it was the probably end. the Sorrow. Something from the Sorrow, maybe? The Sorrow, yeah, yeah. I think it was the Sorrow's badge... That's what he was. He wanted to get because it, it, you know, it was became the bosses and everything. But that's how you find out what happens to him, how he gets sick, and he's gonna forget because there's the other cassette where he talks to the boss while he's in the hospital in the coma. Yes. And saying that I'm sorry about everything. By the time you probably wake up, I won't mentally be here anymore. Yeah. I'm not gonna be here anymore. As in, this virus is gonna take him over, and he's basically a vegetable. Which is in how you find him in Metal Gear 4. He's yeah. just kind of over there in the wheelchair. And, and, the, and Big the, Boss is just like, fuck you still. <laughs> which at the time... But he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. 
but which at the time makes sense. But you just thought, oh, he's just really old because what he was like 107. Yeah, and they that said seemed he was like really 107, 110, or whatever. Yeah, but um, no, I agree. I agree with the stuff on the skull. I mean, skull face. Yeah, I get like after the explanation and especially that tape. Once I heard that tape, I was like, it made a lot more sense. Yeah, but I still feel he was underwhelming as a character. Oh, cr- yeah. It, it, he feels like one of the most tacked on pieces of that game, mm-hmm. just simply because it's like. It felt like we have to explain this character has a history with Big Boss, and it's like, okay, I, I, oh, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But the fact that he was always there cleaning up my mess, and it's like I played Metal Gear Solid Three with leaving minimal bodies. I had no mess. <laughs> you know, it's just I didn't, I didn't yeah. like that explanation. I would have enjoyed if, if he would have been the agent that should have taken yeah. that mission because he was like a veteran agent or something. Yeah. And it, then, was, it was told that he was there as backup. Yeah. Or, or like a cleanup crew, but. I think he was also there just in case he failed, right? Yeah, he was a failsafe. It was if the because they wanted Big Boss to complete the mission because he was close to the boss and that's what would have proved America's innocence. Mm-hmm. But if he couldn't have done it, what they were gonna do is have Skullface do it, and then kill the kill Big Boss and just say they killed each other, mm-hmm. or something like that was the point behind it. But it was, just, I felt the explanation was really tacked on. I just yeah. didn't care for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's being really critical and nitpicky about it. I mean, realistically, he wasn't a, a horrible character. There's been worse. Mm-hmm. What were your expectations? I didn't really look into it. Like I don't, I don't. I'm not like you guys were just like trying to analyze everything. So I just, I just pick it up and play. <laughs> You're like, I'm not like you guys trying to fuck this up before I play it. Yeah. <laughs> I just play it. I don't like to like think, and then the, the the things that I think don't happen, and then I'm just like, mm, okay. I, I mean, there was I had like a lot of theories and stuff, but it never ruined it that I, like I wasn't right. Mm. Yeah. It was just more like, oh, that'd be cool if this was Solidus or something, but it wasn't, which was okay. There was uh, something that I read on the internet. I actually read it this morning. Um, somebody was saying, because there's a lot of people with the, like, quote-unquote, the game's incomplete. A lot of people are like, oh, this scene from the trailer wasn't it. This scene from the trailer wasn't it. But somebody went back and looked, and they're like, no, all those scenes are in there. They're just not cut scenes. They're, like, they're just um, dynamic moments that occur. Like, there's a scene where um, one of the guys smacks one of the little um, slave kids with a gun. And the kid steals the gun and aims it at him. That's in a cutscene in the trailer, but it's actually in the game. It's just if you get to the village at a certain time of day, it oh, happens. Okay. Um, there's another scene where they're like waterboarding someone, and he has a bag over his head, right? But the it scene was Huey, right? The, was it? it looked, or it looked like Huey. Well, it looked like Huey. I thought it was too, but there's <clears> there's two scenes. There's one that looks like it takes place in Camp Omega at Ground Zeroes. That scene was just repurposed and put into. Um, you capture some dude like really early game like mission six and like that that hit that was him they just moved it from that one to another one someone was pointing out they did that in metal gear solid 2 like where they replaced raiden's um figure with snake so that way you wouldn't know that it was it was gonna be a switch so it was like mm-hmm. oh that's been done before where they have the trailer but they just switched the something to make it different mm-hmm. and so like i get that and so like a lot of people's expectations were you know catered by the by the trailers but I mean, the game wasn't as incomplete as people are saying, so you have that. But I, the main trailer that I have to point out is the launch trailer, the one the week before the game came out, and then the one before that. Um, the one that has uh, the nuclear song is the one I liked, and that, that one made really me feel one. that this game, I was like, this game is going to be more than I ever bargained for. This game is going to be amazing. It's going to be something... Something different, something that I am going to remember for the rest of my life. This is the end. It made me feel so, like, emotional and powerful. I'm like, yeah. man, this I've been with this game for a long time. Super cool. 
so I was genuinely let down by the fact that I felt I was like this game was not as great as that trailer made it to yeah. me. I was let down not by the not by the gameplay, not even really by the story, but just by the fact that it was not. I played it and I was like, man, this isn't Metal Gear. But then I had to remember, I'm like, this game, this series has been evolving for a long time. Yeah, it's always progressing somehow. But I just that that trailer made it feel like it was going to be another Metal Gear Four in terms of epicness, in terms mm. of globe trotting and, and stuff, and it just it wasn't. Yeah. And I I was just just a little bit disappointed by that. Um, but not in any like, oh, this game sucks. I was like, this game is still the greatest yeah. thing. It just, it was cleverly marketed and it wasn't, they're not even lying to you in that trailer. Every scene in that is there. It's just the way it was put together. You know what I mean? It's just, it was put together in such a way that it made it look a lot cooler than it yeah. was. Um, and then the launch trailer, the launch trailer though was really truthful because it has that scene where you're driving the little truck and like, so versus like right behind you shooting spikes up into the ground. I was like. How am I? So, I have to beat that. Yeah. And yeah, that that the first fight with Salanthropus, I struggled. I was like, oh my god, this is yeah, insane. Okay. It felt it was one of the most epic Metal Gear battles I felt. Not really a traditional Metal Gear battle, but just like I felt like this thing was actually able to kill me. Every, yeah. every other game, I always felt like I can beat it. Yeah. This one, I was just like, I felt helpless. It was scary because <laughs> it can move so yeah, easily. Yeah. It was like huge, and then like because this was an open world, and you could be spotted anywhere that 360 degrees where you're just hiding or just trying to take it down like yeah that, that, yeah. that was a really good fight I just kept hiding so at, behind giant rocks yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think was. that was the moment where i was like i may have not gotten everything i wanted but this game was epic yeah and you have highlighted right now on the screen the viewer or the listeners can't see this but a skulls thing right that was the other thing that disappointed me. I thought that was going to be, like, the new, like, Cobra unit or the four bosses yeah, yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah. there's no bosses. Like, little things were just... But that's all, like, really nitpicky. I, my expectations were just too high. And it was yeah. the hype was too much, for a, I think, for a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of people can't come down from that and, like, be like, well, I did have... Real, you can't admit you're wrong. Yeah. You have to admit, oh, my expectations are too high. There's no way they could have done all yeah. that. Like something that would like whenever play because it's the beginning credits. Oh yeah, and they just say uh, parasite unit. I'd be like shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck. yeah. That parasite unit. Yeah. They were still like a boss battle. I yeah, hated yeah. They're, they're the hard, one that I liked right? was a sniper one. That was really fun for me. Oh, I cheese that one. I cheese yeah. the fuck out of that one. Yeah. The the first time you encounter them, um, I remember just my heart pumping yeah. and me like so much adrenaline. But then the second time you fight him, the third you time easier, you fight him, the fourth time. It just became it is not as unique as it was the like, first hey, time. Hey, we're gonna like, put this thing yeah. away for a bit. Just take time. The after a while, when you notice, like, okay, go after this cargo, take it, and then like spending twenty minutes, you're like, oh, it's gonna be them, isn't it? And then yeah, because there's just, nobody there. Exit, yeah. So I would end up knowing where to go, and I would just go there and wait for them. And then that scene would happen where they come out of the truck, and then you fight them. Yeah, that's how I yeah. did it. But there's somewhere you don't even have to take them out. You just you can uh, run around. All you them. had to do was take the cargo. Fault on that cargo and have, take off, like you know, distract them so they don't shoot it down, or and nothing happens, and then you take off. Yeah, that's yeah. all you had to do. The um, the thing with the with the skulls though is that I felt like, um, I I wished it wasn't. Oh, it only happens in these like four missions or five missions. I wish it was something that you could just be kind of running around and you were killing too many people or whatever, and so you like got on Cipher's radar. It kind of like a. I guess like a lame wanted system style and it's like if you were playing for too long or if you were just out in the wilderness for too long like they would pop up yeah i i felt I, that would have been really cool if it was just something that could happen like chance occurrence 
Like there were only like a few scripted ones, and then after that, it could happen at any point yeah. in time. Kind of like a, a d- another version of the Grand Theft Auto Wanted level. If you reach a certain yeah, yeah. then it would just thing, pop up. Yeah, yeah. they come out. Yeah. That would be yeah, it'd be kind of neat, but like not not have a literal wanted level. It, it could happen randomly, just like you know that area of the of the Africa forest where you uh, where there's just like abandoned shit or where all those dead bodies are. Like that would be like a oh they they have a higher chance of spawning there, just more yeah. dynamic. But that yeah. has to do with the world. The world is not the most dynamic out there. You you're bringing up that you you're like oh I thought the skull unit was gonna be something like foxhound unit that you fought the cobra unit, um, Beauty and the Beast, I. When it comes to those type of of, um, enemies that you face off, like boss fights, I think ever since they did the Foxhound unit with Vulgan, Liquid, you know, Ocelot, all them, and then you got the Cobra unit with the end and everyone else, I think that was as good as it was going to get. I I don't, again, I don't want to say they couldn't have done it. I'm pretty sure they have. They They could have. But why push it if you don't have the idea for it? it? Like, if you're just. Making it formulaic, sure, yeah. and then just hey, oh, we we gotta have this because we've done it before. Then that's not a good reason. If if so, I kind of like that they didn't have that because don't force it if it's something that's not important. Yeah, you know, I get you. And even if they did that, how, you know, we we have our problems with Skullface. How would that have been if you had other villains that were in that same area where you're like, I kind of don't yeah. care. Who you know, kind of like the Beauty Beast. Yeah, like I was not. I was like, these are just women that are. Yeah, yeah. That see, that's where it was like people were like, oh, that wasn't as good as the other ones. Okay, then why, why force it? I think that's why in Peace Walker was just we were fighting mechs now. The the robots, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, some of those still scare me. Like not in like a scary way, but like oh my god, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for everyone besides, I was the only one who finished the uh, the last quiet story mission oh right oh my god yeah you are yeah which um so we should probably we'll, watch that we'll play that we'll play that right now what's up or
So we just uh, finished watching the final quiet mission. And <laughs> what'd you guys think? Feels train central. She kicked that guy in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the feels, they were there. They're um, there. What were the feels? Why were they the feels? Uh, because quiet. She she left and she protected uh snake and she risked herself for snake and I was like, oh dang. I'm trying to get it. She was trying to get it. Is that what you just <laughs> said? Yeah, she's trying to get. She's trying to get it. She's trying to get up in there and it. Yeah. <laughs> she, All of it she like that. he's thirsty. He's gonna follow me. <laughs> I know it. I'm gonna come back on the seventh time. It's like snakes. Snakes trying to get all up in that ass too. <laughs> <laughs> you know who was trying to? That one dude who, who got kicked in the dick. Yeah. 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 Like what? Like you were really shocked about the way? Uh, because he, <laughs> they don't show it, but it's, it's it's you can hear it. Like the dude pull like pulls his zipper down like he's gonna rape her. That's why I was just like, oh shit. Like I don't like, cause I remember seeing the, that on the trailer, like her getting like drowned yeah, yeah. and stuff. Drown, uh-huh. But yeah. I didn't know like that was gonna happen. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, the rape is gonna rape her. Well, when I played that mission, the uh, Quiet's final mission, they had so much. That that was one I. Pr- it, it took me like four to five hours. Yeah. To even get through, cause you had tanks, you had enemies. Um, she could have died. That wasn't the hard part. Mostly, you would pretty much die before her. So it was just going back and forth, learning the routine, finding where the tanks are going, finding where the helicopters are coming. Like, yeah, that took me like four or five hours. That was my, that was the most frustrating mission I did in, in the entire game. Um, but in, in the end of it, story-wise, where she sacrifices herself to save the boss, or to save Big Boss. Yeah. Um, and pretty much, she had the virus the english virus in her so that's why she couldn't speak english yes but she did to save the boss's life after he got bit by the snake and got poisoned um you said the receiving person would have to speak for them to get infected yeah but when he was he was kind of out it didn't happen so he didn't get infected Mm -hmm. but i took it as after that was done she walked off to die okay on her own you know just like in the desert no water no nothing just to die because she needs the water yeah yeah. I like how ironic it is that uh, Venom Snake was gonna die from Venom. 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 I was yeah, like, was ah. I wonder if that's why they named him that. Probably. Yeah. Snake of, hated snake. Because otherwise, the, ven- the Venom didn't make sense. I know it says, like, Punish Snake, but, like, the Venom part is just like, okay. Like, it was kind of weird. But yeah, that mission, Um, I mean, I didn't play through the actual mission, but I watched the, the cutscene after I had, I had, a, like, I had kind of already known that oh she goes away for whatever reason and I'm like well I don't want her to go away yet and that was before we knew that you could get her back yeah um so I was like well I know I'm not gonna play it but I want to know the story the full thing so I watched it um and it was just like I was really saddened like immediately when when because you can because of the type of like facial capture they did you can see in the in the actress's face that she portrayed that part of quiet like do I speak to save him you know, but that means I'm, I, you know, I, she, I don't know if she loved him or not, but regardless, she would have to leave. She had a mutual respect for yeah, him. Yeah, she had a mutual respect, I think, is what, what yeah. you would better do. So she would have to leave him and not be by by his side by her comrade anymore if she spoke, because it would activate the virus in her. And yeah. from that point on, it would just be, like, emanating out of, I don't know how it uh-huh. works, emanating out of her pores or whatever. So it was like, in, to her, she was like, well, do I leave? 
and do that. And it's like, well, if I if I don't speak, I have to leave anyway because they'll think I killed him. You know what I mean? Like, like she just yeah. couldn't decide, and then ultimately decided, well, you know, he spared my life. I'm gonna I'm gonna save his. And I was like, oh man, that's insane. Because like, if you played with her thus far the whole game, she's been saving your life the whole game. Yeah. yeah. One more instance, she saves you. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, she's had your back for the whole thing, and I've just yeah. saddened it. You know. And then the part where she just leaves, and then her last tape was just like, oh man. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was a powerful ending. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, it's funny because you can get that ending before you play the truth. And I think you would feel like, oh, man, the truth was a kind of a lame ending compared to that. Yeah, but yeah. if you if you play that after the truth, you're just like, man, that was heavy. Like, that was a great yeah. ending to this game. You bringing up the truth, let's talk a little bit about that. They You pretty much played the intro all over again, but they showed they had certain scenes where it was your character the true you becoming big boss getting getting the surgery and being told that in a way you're not this person anymore you're you're big boss now yeah and at the end it also shows how ishmael was the the real boss who helped you out yeah now it gives you all all that information but i wish you didn't have to replay that part because yeah. it just took too long. They could have just done that beginning a little bit and then cut to the end where you, you find out, you know, the whole thing between Ocelot with the real boss and we're going to go off and do this. You have to go off and hiding for a little bit longer. Yeah, I would have definitely liked that. Um, yeah. And uh, I we didn't, when we were covering characters, we didn't talk about the, um, the medic. Uh-huh. But I wanted to point that out that, um, well, we did for a little bit. But that, um, and this has to do with pause too. So, well, I was telling you earlier, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or not, but I was saying how I felt that, like, the main thing to me was, I thought Kojima was portraying, this is an unreliable narrator, you can't trust, like, anything he says, right? Uh-huh. Because when they're constantly saying, do you remember? And, like, Venom's face is like, I don't know if I remember. I was taking that as, um, so that the, the medic hallucinates because of the, the spike in his head, right? Um, and so when, when you know, Ocelot keeps saying that, you know, you do remember this, you remember that, whatever. But the part that struck me interesting is that once you you're giving all these pictures to pause, right, for the for the mother base soldiers. And what you said, Beth, that was actually interesting and made me think about this more is you were like, oh, when you're like capturing soldiers that are like already dead or whatever. And you know, I was like, oh shit, wait, you know, that clicked in my head that you know my theory when I was thinking once I found out that pause wasn't actually there and he imagined all this, but like had tapes of her speaking, like it was like, Oh, that's interesting. That's just a player thing. Like this is showing the player, but he honestly thought she was there. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, well, what if he thought all those mother base soldiers were there? They, he didn't actually bring them back with him. Those are just all the people he couldn't save, mm-hmm. which to me, that's another reason I didn't think it was the medic because I was in my head. I was like, Oh, big boss would be guilty that he couldn't save his men. Yeah. The medic wouldn't be guilty about that, mm-hmm. you know, cause they would have died. So it was just, one extra thing that's another reason i was just like man at the time big boss he's really fucked up this is like he's feeling pain for all kinds of stuff and i like that theme mm-hmm. and so like the switching of it it, it sort of like depreciated that because it yeah. was just like oh well okay well that was wrong not a big deal that my theory was wrong but it was more like all that the other stuff i i created like a great story in my head for me yeah and then it was like yeah that perhaps it, he was like oh man we weren't that creative shit I um I heard another thing, and I, I think it was uh, Rocco Bodie from Mega Sixty Four was talking about. I think it was him. He brought up that everything with pause and all that. You were the medic. 
you're no longer the medic. You think yourself as big boss, but there's still that part of you yeah. that doesn't forgive yourself for not finding the second bomb. Yes. And letting everything happen and everything that happens to pause and everything that happens to all of them. He still blames himself. Yeah. Even though he's big boss now and he knows that there's still that part of him that doesn't, he like doesn't forgive himself for not finding that. Yeah. Bomb. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. That was like, I felt that was a powerful moment that was kind of taken away by yeah. the truth ending. It yeah. was like, oh, okay. So I, I mean, not a bad deal that I was wrong. It was just kind of like, huh. This is, I, I wonder if they would have ran with that more. Because the Phantom Pain didn't make sense, like, in a more literal way with the truth by saying, well, the medic was feeling pain that actually wasn't his. It was everybody else's. Yeah. His pain was over because for all intents and purposes, he was dead. His only pain that he had for himself was pause. And that's resolved. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, he's feeling pain that wasn't his. That, okay, that makes sense. In a literal way, I was making it more metaphorical. <clears throat> yeah, but it yeah. was good. I, I mean, yeah, I just, like you said, I wish it wasn't an hour long again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we also ended up watching the never made ending. Well, not ending, but never finished episode with Eli. And how do you say that? Philanthropist? Sahalanthropist. 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 Yeah. Sahalanthropist. Yes. Sally. 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 Jesse Raphael. Sally. Who? That girl. We ended up watching it. It was only 30% complete. A lot of people say if that was in the final game, it would be more of a complete game, but you actually think different, Nick. What was that? Yeah, so I, I think that the, the ending to Eli's story, it while it would have been a great ending and then how they explain it, there's just like, like ep- this epic battle between all your forces and, and Cypher plus the, the child soldiers. That would have been really cool. The thing is is that it, for me, it wouldn't have added anything because mm-hmm. to me, Eli's story was actually the weakest because as soon as they were like, Oh yeah, he uh, his DNA doesn't match yours. In my head, I was like, okay, it's the '80s. It's shitty DNA. Like I didn't, they didn't occur to me. Oh, that's weird. It was just like, okay, I don't give a fuck. It's like yeah, move yeah. on. Like I was like, oh, that was all right, whatever. Like Eli was insignificant to me. I mm. didn't. Uh, it wasn't a strong character to me. So to add that mission would have been like, wow, that would have been a great gameplay mission. But for story, like having seen it, I'm like, yeah, it still wouldn't have. It wouldn't have changed anybody's opinion if they felt the game was unfinished because yeah. that's just one mission for an ending that was almost tied up. It wouldn't have added. I feel that what a lot of people wanted was what Metal Gear Four gave people was uh-huh. this tied up every loose end that there is. Yeah, this game wasn't going to do that because it, they. It felt like there was even if this if none of the stuff with Konami and Kojima happened. Yeah. There would have been another game. This wouldn't have been the final one. Yeah, this one. wouldn't have been the last yeah. one. I think there would have been something to bridge it once more. Yeah. But so this game wouldn't have finished all that. And it, it and it was like, yeah, Eli's mission, if we would have not known what that was, uh-huh. you could just infer like, oh, he, he keeps it somewhere. Or they end up joining up with someone else or he something, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't something I needed to see. I'm glad I did, but it is not something that added or took away from my experience of the game. Because it just seemed insignificant, and it didn't add anything to the truth ending. It didn't add to any of my understanding of the story. So I feel that it was just... I, that's probably why it was one of those things where, man, we're not going to finish it. Mm-hmm. Should we delay the game for it? And someone made that decision whether or not it was already because of the stuff yeah. that going down or not. Yeah. It was just... It was made... Nah. Just cut we're, it. We're never going to know what happens, yeah. but with the rumors, with what people were saying, where... 
you know, computers were taken away from them. Employees were being mm. given other jobs as me- rumors being like stuff. maintenance and janitorial work. My guess is there was reports of employees saying we were done December of last year. Yeah. And we had to just finish the rest of the game. And what I feel, again, this is just completely guessing. There's no way of knowing because we weren't there. Yeah. Is if he had the resources he he needed, that would have been like, okay, this team's going to be working on that mission. And we're going to, you know, there's this team that works on, you know, bugs and this team working on this and working on that because yeah. they had all these things. I'm, my guess is around December of last year or the year before, 2014, if it's true that they were finished, they probably had that. They were like, okay, we're going to finish this mission and everything. With every resource that was taken away from them, he probably had to make the hard decision where the only way to complete this is if we worked it, we worked on it until September f- or a month before September 1st until we yeah, have to like go gold, make so it go can... gold and ship it. We can't do that because we still need bug fixing. We still need to clean mm-hmm. this stuff up. We need that. I My feeling is he they had to just... We can't. We don't have the resources. We they took it away from us. We have to drop this. Yeah. Like we want to do it because it looks like something they they needed a team and they would have had separate teams. But because all those resources from Konami that was they were accused of, we're again not sure if it's true, was taken away. That's my feeling. Is <laughs> he had to make that decision? Like, <coughs> if we have only this many people to work on it, we need to take all that time to just bug fix. Yeah. Because. Again, I don't know how game development is, but let's say bug testing is it, like checking for bugs is a long process, but their crunch crunch time was probably let's say four months, right? And this, you know, they would have had another team working up until the next year on that mission, and other people probably working on voice work. Maybe that was done already. Yeah, the facial, the facial capture, capture. I think is all definitely that stuff. what needed a team. But because everything was taken away, it's like we can't do that. Yeah. We we have to we have to drop it. Mm-hmm. It it is an important part for Eli's story, but we have to we can't we can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and again, we won't know until Kojima can talk about it, whenever that is, or we'll probably never know. But that's just my feeling is, is it you watch the the video, and it's thirty percent, and you could tell stuff like the area needs more fix more work. Yeah. Um, the facial work like blinking eyes, moving lips. Yeah. A lot of stuff that I'm guessing they could do in a year, maybe shorter. I don't know. Again, I don't know how it works, but that's how I feel about it. Well, the the thing, too, is that, like, I always thought of game development, especially for games like this that were in pieces. Like, they're, it's not done sequentially. They oh, might yeah, work no, no. on the last mission first. That's what le- what leads me to believe, yeah, this, this must have been cut, I think, earlier in the process because you don't. It was numbered 51, right? And all the ending missions are, are in Chapter 2. So it wasn't something that was like, yeah, we're planning on this. It was something that was like, eh, what's that? maybe they were like, let's think of something else. This isn't going to work. And then they didn't get to get to that something else. So that's what makes me think like, oh, it was just, it was something that was cut, but they actually had work. So they were like, well, this is the, the original ending we thought of. We put it on the disc for the collectors. That's another reason why it makes me think that it's not anything too crucial to your understanding and it's not going to add anything to your game because that is not necessarily the last mission they worked on it could have been the first yeah, one. yeah it could have been one you know, of where the they ones. were just like oh yeah they this started, is gonna work well it looks like with how it was supposed to be like your whole 
you yeah. know, the whole unit was supposed to be there. It could have been something like, hey, let's start, let's slowly start it from the beginning, and then like they needed more time on yeah, it. Yeah, and they were like, and oh shit, yeah, this isn't gonna work. Yeah, 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 so we don't know, but yeah. um, that's that's my opinion of why I think I'm like, eh. but at least we still got to see it. Yeah, at least I mean, we they're, got they're, to see it. That's for all cool. we know, we probably wouldn't have known anything, and it just would have been like, wait, so what happened with Eli? Where did he and go? Like, oh, we never. That's how it was supposed to end. We would have been like, oh what? But now that we know, and we were able to see what they had, at least we can. Picture. We still kind of experienced it because there was a good amount that you could see, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, anything else on Metal Gear guys? Mm-hmm. All in all, ask each one of you. Starting with Bethel, Metal Gear as a whole. This game, Metal Gear Solid Five. How was it for you? <clears throat> it was, I really liked it. It's probably my favorite. Um, Control-wise, is is my favorite. It's yeah, been yeah. like the best one. Definitely. The story wasn't as crazy as the other ones. Yeah. Even there's still a lot of story in it. I just need to get around to listening to the tapes. It was <clears> very <throat> focused. Yeah. Yeah. Just the. I'll just get lost in the in the game just just by exploring so much because you could do so much in it. That's what I I really like because like uh-huh. I, a lot of the time that I was playing it, it was more exploring than actually doing missions. Yeah. yeah. So that was really fun for me to do just just mess around and just start looking for stuff like whether it's plants and once you get the full time that's when you can start getting containers yeah, I, yeah, I, started, yeah. I started getting a bunch of containers or just just see what I could like get like I'll I'll, I'll stop the uh, tanks and just fold them them yeah so that's pretty fun you bringing that up like even picking plants getting containers none of that ever got boring uh, to me like no. it was fun doing all of yeah. that I enjoyed doing all that I could see how for a lot of people that's t- that could be tedious that never happened in my 95 hours. Only time I ever got really frustrated was that, like I was talking about, that final battle and final story arc of Quiet. That was way too much. Yeah. That was like, whoa, you know, but, um, yeah. Uh, even sticking, like, like um, sticking uh, the, the enemies up, like holding them hostage and just like oh, yeah, asking yeah. them where, where we, but the position mm-hmm. of everybody else is, that's, that's really cool because like, it makes it so much easier just capturing or getting somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then just, Having them tell you where, like, what, where, people are, where certain things. items are, uh, containers, and the positions of the enemies. That's, that's, really yeah, like, that's a lot of fun. Like I brought up earlier, you that was for you. You you felt like you had to. Yeah. No, or you wanted to interrogate everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you told that to me, I'm like, whoa, that's not how I'm playing it. <laughs> I'll get a few people and, like, shit, I almost got caught. I'm not going to start doing this yeah. anymore. I'm just going to take out guys. But you were like, no, I have to get every fucking yeah. person. <laughs> you know? like, like, especially in, like, the posts. Like, it was, like, seven, eight people in one post. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would, like, interrogate everybody and, and then, like, just knock them out or something. Uh-huh. Because I did that a lot. Um, yeah, just, yeah, it's my, my favorite con- control-wise has been, like, the, the yeah. best last game I've played. What about you, Nick? Like, how'd you feel about it? Um, I have mixed overall good feelings. Mm-hmm. I like it, but the mixed feelings are only, like I said before, because of my original expectations. But it was a good, a good closing, and like Bethel said, it's it great control wise, the best one out of control wise. Um, it the most replayable. Even though we we have so many criticisms, I don't think you'll find a lot of people that say, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't continue to play it." It's like no, I I can, like if that was the only game I had like for the whole year, I would get a lot out of it because I have like. I think I have, like, at least 110 hours in it. More. That's a low estimate. And it's, like, I still have side ops to do. I still have to, like, build stuff. Mm-hmm. Not even the stuff that they patched in. Just, I still have to build things. I still have 
game to go. Yeah. This is a game that I do want 100% eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over fun. time. Over, over time. time. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. do it all in one shot. That's hard. But it's 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 fun. It's just yeah. a fun game to pick up and play, mess around. Yeah. As you replay it, you, you start doing different things. I started using shotguns because I'm like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it's a game that does that, regardless of its flaws, is a good game. If you had fun with it, you have a good time, and you can replay out of it, mm-hmm. your $60 was well spent. Oh, and right. it was a good way to end the series despite all its faults. I think it was the pinnacle. It, it, That's it. It, I mean, it's not. it wasn't the highest point in the series, but there was nothing they could do other than let's wait another six years and make something else later. Yeah. But this, if they made this and never went back, that's great. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, they, I think they covered all the bases. They've yeah. done a, a lot with the series. It needs to it needs to move on. Yeah, yeah. this is good. This was a good yeah. way to stop. Yeah, unfortunately, but you know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, how it stops like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't even finished building my mother base, and I just like, I yeah, dude, finished the game. I'm only on like the yeah. third level. <laughs> like uh, I I just like I made my like right away when you were able to customize it. I made my my mother base pink yes it's <laughs> <laughs> pink i love the the emblem maker because you can um you just like i made mine like really pulpy like 80s like with pinks blues and purples and <laughs> yeah and neon colors like mine i'm just like i think snake would like this <laughs> you know it's fun it's a fun game yeah i didn't mess around with the logo i just put my initials in those yeah. and i want to mess around with cool. and the tapes i still have tapes to find music tapes yeah but once i got the cure one i just stopped it's like <laughs> <laughs> So, like, this game, even though there wasn't, <laughs> even though there weren't any like, s- like really set piece moments, you kind of just made those on your own. Like, yeah, one of my favorite moments in the game for me was uh, it was the first uh, like take out all the tanks or whatever and mm-hmm. doing the amount of time you're allotted. So, like, I was on D horse and. I was just flying down a trail, and then, like, you have to go through a base. So I was, I had to come back the other way because there was, like, a bonus over there. So, like, I jumped over a rock, and then, like, under the rock, there were, like, three dudes. (laughs) So I aimed down, shot (laughs) two of them, and then landed, and then, like, there was a tank in front of me. So I switched to the uh, rocket launcher. But I aimed at that dude, and then I just shot him with the rocket launcher. It was amazing. Nice. I was like, I don't know why I did that, but that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So just, like, things like that made the game worth it. Like, there was never, like, even though all the times I got frustrated, uh-huh. there was never, like, a time in the game that I never had not a fun time. That was a really weird way <laughs> to word it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 10 out of 10. Oh well, no, nine point five out of ten. Nine point five out of ten. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I I enjoyed it. Even though we know, we know what happened. Some stuff wasn't unfinished, but how everything was packaged and how everything did end in what we ended up getting retail wise, seemed to make sense with what was going on. If that make if that. Yeah, it you know was. I mean? it, if we never knew what went on, it would have been a complete package for us, minus the Eli thing. That's yeah, the yeah. only thing where I would have felt something was missing. Other than yeah, that, yeah. had I not had access to the internet, I'd be like, yeah, this was a great game. Actually, that that was what affected my perception of it a lot. If I would have never watched trailers, never read anything, never that was the thing. Like, just like I would have been like, this game is fucking amazing. It, it's. I think 
something like that, people, I mean, not, not saying we shouldn't have known, but I think a lot of people already ended up judging a lot of stuff due to hearing about that. Yeah. So I think going into it that way, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Yes. Instead of just playing it. And yeah, knowing that sucks, you get to see it, but how the game was as a whole was still its own complete kind of game, even though we know there was still some stuff. Stuff gets taken out of games all the time. Yeah, and you if never we know. Knew, if we knew every game that had that, we would tell, we would say every game was incomplete. Mm-hmm. So with the, um, with the teaming up of, of Sony and you know Kojima, there's going to be nothing but you know, good things coming out from the games they're going to be creating. Like, what the hell? <sighs> That's the last of the tapes. When were these recorded? January 9th, 2016. I don't remember recording any of this. Because it wasn't us. I think I know who was behind it. I think it was Joe. And I think those were the Phantoms. Our Phantoms, Bethel. I think it was Joe who was working with Konami. He created our Phantoms. That bastard! Joe's still out there, Bethel. So what do we do about this? We rebuild. And start anew. Do, do you mean... Yes. Faintly, I'll go.